If you like this podcast, you're going to really like McClanahan Academy. Head over to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll. It's free of charge. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, I've got nearly 20 classes there available for purchase. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll today and get a real history education. Brian McClanahan Show, episode 466. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast you can find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. Of course, you can also do at Brian McClanahan, B-R-I-O-N, at Brian McClanahan to get those social media accounts. Rate this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, it's available on all major podcast platforms. You shouldn't have a hard time finding it. Um, let people know you're listening to it. Share it on social media. If you want to support the show, you can go to McClanahan Academy. You can go to Learn True, T-R-U-E, Learn True History. You can click on that support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. You can get a book plate, throw a few pennies my way. You can also click on the shop tab at brianmcclanahan.com. I don't make much on that stuff, but it's a great way to advertise the show and you get cool stuff out of it. Of course, McClanahan Academy is the best way. You can buy some of my books, my newest book, Jeffersonian Tradition, all kinds of great ways to support the show. Uh, and send me your request. Let me know what you want to, what you want me to talk about. I want to wrap up the week. We had a great week this week talking about um, wokeism, and it really is a problem um, because it's ahistorical in many cases. That's that's the real issue. It's ahistorical, and because Americans suffer from a tremendous amount of historical ignorance, we do as a society on the left and the right, and we believe in myths, the righteous cause myth. It's a myth. The proposition nation myth, it's a myth. We believe in myths. So because we believe in myths, we're facing a historical nightmare in America. And the left capitalizes on these myths. They capitalize on the righteous cause myth. They capitalize on the proposition nation myth. They capitalize on all of that. And it hasn't helped that certain certain things have gone on in America to help reinforce some of these things. And that bad actors and bad people, bad behavior, engaging in bad behavior, haven't helped contribute to this stuff. But because we have this proposition nation myth and the righteous cause myth, people really forget where things come from. And because we don't have any anchor, we don't have any reference for things. You know, there's no historical anchor out there. And so we have this new new push. And I, I mean, it's almost hilarious in a way, because again, we're going back to I've said this is going to happen. If you've listened to this show for a long time, I've said this is going to happen. We have a new piece by Macy Gray, who is a singer, writing an op-ed in Market Watch, published on June 17th, and then updated again June 19th. For Juneteenth, America needs a new flag that all of us can honor. Now, this is a re- I'm going to give you some context on this stuff. Right, so basically, what this piece is going to get into, and this was, I mean, it was all over social media, and you've also seen recently a a, a talking head, and I can't remember what it was on 
MSNBC or somewhere, CNN, somewhere. And she said, you know what? All these Trump supporters in, in, uh, in uh, Central Park in New York had U.S. flags, and that is dangerous, right, to see what's happening. The U.S. flag is now being seen as a symbol of right-wing Trump America. Now, this is nothing new. In fact, what's happened over time is that conservatives, quote-unquote conservatives in America, have tried to make the flag representative of the right, representative of real America. And this has been going on for a very long time. Now, the left almost forced this position on the right. And that goes all the way back. See, all this starts really in 1941. And it starts in 1941 because in 1941, December 7th, 1941, the United States is attacked at Pearl Harbor. And so we have this rah-rah nationalism that was really not there before that point. You would see some bunting at things, some red, white, and blue, but the flag itself was... Not something that was shown everywhere. In fact, it wasn't until the Roosevelt administration that we even had a national anthem. There was no national anthem. When it started being played at ball games, baseball games, which is where you first saw it, the players themselves wouldn't stop and put their hand over their heart or make the, make the uh, Bellamy salute, which was the Hitler salute, right? And this is the first thing you had to do to appeal to the flag. Written by a socialist, by the way. Um, so the ballplayers just keep on warming up, doing what they're doing. They didn't stop for the national anthem. They're like, oh, what the heck's going on? Okay, well, people are singing. They didn't do any of that. It wasn't until Roosevelt made it the national anthem that we had any type of this kind of, of this reverence, right? So 1930s and the 1940s creates a certain type of American nationalism. And then when the war is over, you see more U.S. flags than at any time. So we have this common cause. We're fighting the Japanese. We're fighting the Nazis in, in, in uh, Europe. We're going to get rid of totalitarianism, though we left Stalin around to go and take over half of Eastern Europe, or half of Europe, I should say. Left Stalin around and those totalitarians. We weren't really fighting totalitarians. We were just fighting the Nazis and the Japanese. We left one big totalitarian guy out there. Also, the Chinese communists left them out there, too. So the war wasn't really against totalitarianism. It was against a particular, two particular totalitarian countries. But we're fine with totalitarianism as long as there are totalitarians, including Franklin Roosevelt. So we've got this now urge, this push for uh, you know, American nationalism, and symbolized by the U.S. flag. And I have a, a friend of mine who's in his 80s said, you know, I, I remember when this happened. As a kid, I remember people started hoisting U.S. flags up everywhere. And you didn't see that before. You didn't see it ever. People didn't do this kind of stuff. It wasn't until World War II and after the war. So then from about 1945 into the 1950s, about a 10-year period, everyone rallied around the U.S. flag. It was the symbol of America. You get to the 1950s and you get to the Civil Rights Movement. And as World War II generation starts thinking about they were fighting you know, against uh, injustice in Europe, and you had, of course, the Holocaust, and you had things going on there, and they're coming across these things. And, of course, you've got the communists who are doing all kinds of horrible stuff, too, and we've got all these things happening. What are we doing here in America? So there was a reflection, and, of course, that led to looking at uh, segregation and other things in the U.S. And so there was a push to get rid of these things in the United States. 
And so who started waving the U.S. flag at that point? Well, it was black Americans. Black Americans looked at the flag as a symbol of liberty. Because after all, wasn't it, was it not the U.S. flag that had been flown by Union soldiers who went in, of course, won the war, and that led to the end of slavery. And I've talked about you know, how this is the righteous cause myth. We know the war wasn't being fought over that, but the U.S. flag became synonymous with the end of slavery. So you had black Americans using the U.S. flag. And in some cases, many cases across the South, unfortunately, you had Southerners using the Confederate battle flag as a symbol of segregation as a symbol of resistance to the central authority in enforcing desegregation plans on the South. That created that lasting image of the Confederate flag, a dishonorable image of the Confederate flag that lingers to this day. But that flag was considered to be the symbol of liberty, of anti-racism. It, it wasn't racist at all. But then you get to the Vietnam War. You get to the 1960s, you get to 19 mid-60s, and you start seeing the counterculture have a real problem with the U.S. flag. And they start burning it. They start desecrating it. They start going in and destroying the flag. And this becomes a major issue for political parties, particularly for the Republican Party, who by the 1960s have been seen as the conservative party and the Democrats as the leftist party. And because all the counterculture people went to the Democrats. And so you didn't see any U.S. flags anywhere. In 19, go, go look in 1968. You won't find really U.S. flags anywhere at the Democrat convention. You're not seeing it. 1972, you don't see it. You don't see it a whole lot at the Democrat convention. But then you start seeing it everywhere by the 1980s in particular at, at Republican conventions. It's all, I mean, if you don't have 500 U.S. flags on stage when you go up there and make a talk... I mean, you're not American enough. If you don't wear the little U.S. flag lapel pin everywhere you go, you're not American enough. If you don't sprinkle holy water on it and genuflect to it, you're not American enough. So the flag had become a political symbol. In fact, in 1968, the Congress passes a law that makes desecrating the flag illegal. Well, the Supreme Court came in and said, you can't do that. So Congress passed another law. The Supreme Court came in and said, five to four decisions now, said these laws are unconstitutional. This is an act of free speech and going out and burning a flag or something else. And in fact, you know, uh, George H.W. Bush said he wanted to be the anti-flag-burning president, right? So we're going to get another law. We're going to get a, an amendment. There was actually a constitutional amendment to not allow for the desecration of the U.S. flag. A stupid amendment, because, I mean, this is an expression. If you want to desecrate, this is what makes you American. You want to desecrate the flag, desecrate the flag. We can say that you shouldn't do it, right? I mean, it's disrespectful, but I mean, this is something that you know we should we should not have an amendment saying that's that's bordering on fascism at that point. So um, we shouldn't do that, right? So, uh, but this now became the symbol of right wing America, the U.S. flag, and the Democrats had to go out of their way to try to show that they weren't. They were pro flag too. We love the flag. Look, we love the flag. We'll wear the pin. We'll put fifty million flags on stage. We'll walk around with the flag. We'll do all these things because they knew that if they were anti-flag, that was a political death sentence because most Americans were still pro-flag. But what's happened since Trump? Trump actually came out and said that he's going to 
be in favor of the flag too. He wants a flag burning, you know, while he was president, we want to get rid of flag burning, flag desecration, that should be illegal. What's happened since Trump? Well, you have Trump supporters using, waving the flag. I mean, they're saying, we're Trump supporters, we love the flag. Well, that now is seen as racist by the woke mob. And nobody with a brain would think that, right? I, I don't, if somebody, you know, flag day, we have flag day. Do, do people on the left and the right celebrate flag day? I don't know anymore. I mean, I look, all this symbolism to me is overboard. It's overkill. Uh, the U.S. flag, I can understand how different people around the world will look at the U.S. flag as imperialist because it has been. It has been. I mean, the original, think about Colin Kaepernick when the Betsy Ross shoes. I'm not going to wear the Betsy Ross shoes because that flag is racist. The original U.S. flag, it's racist. So the, the narrative has now changed. It isn't just that it's imperialist. It used to be the flag was considered to be the flag of anti-racism by Americans in the Civil Rights Movement. Now it's racist. So this is the issue. It's become now racist. So we have this piece, Macy Gray. America needs a new flag that can honor, that all of us can honor. Well, it used to be that flag was there to honor everybody anyways. And the comments are saying that. Look, I mean, a lot of Americans have died, so you can write this nonsense. It does honor you. But anyways, the Confederate battle flag, which was created as a symbol of opposition to the abolition of slavery, is just recently tired. I, this piece is so poorly written. I, I don't even know. We, excuse me. It's going to be hard to get through this because it's really, it's just poorly written. It's just recently tired. What does it even mean? First of all, it wasn't crafted as a symbol of, the op of opposition to the abolition of slavery. It was a battle flag for soldiers marching into battle so that they had a regiment. I mean, that's what it was there for. We don't see it much anymore. However, on the 6th, when the stormers rained on the nation's most precious hut, waving old glory, the memo has received the American flag as its replacement. <laughs> Come on. The nation, nation's most precious hut. What? What? I mean, come on now. The nation's most precious. This is this is the intellectual level of the people on the left. This is it's this is horrible. Uh, but this is all over. Oh my gosh, Macy Gray speaking truth to power. This is what we need to do. The funny thing is, as soon as she wrote this, you had the conservatives capitalize on this, and the left ran from it. Oh no, no, no. What the, po the political left is now? The woke idiots on Twitter aren't going to run from this. But the political class will, because they know if they come out and say, yeah, yeah, we need to start talking about doing, redoing the U.S. flag, they're going to lose, you're only going to get like 10% of the vote, right? 90% of Americans will say, forget you, you're gone. So they know they can't do this. Probably secretly they support it. But uh, regardless, they know they really can't go along with this. So because these Trump supporters, the stormers are storming the most precious hut, Waving old glory. Now it's desecrated the flag. The flag is now the replacement for the Confederate flag. You see, the U.S. flag is now the Confederate flag. You really can't make up this kind of stupid. I'm sure that all those Union veterans uh, who would, you know, fought under the U.S. flag and all those Confederate veterans who fought under the Confederate flag would say they're the same. Now, I could make a case, make a point, of course, that there was no non-racist in that in either group there. I mean, there were, you had two slaveholding republics fighting each other. 
as evidenced by the fact, as we talked about the first day of the week, that slavery didn't end in the United States until December of 1865, six months after the war is over. But regardless, President Biden, Madam Harris, and members of Congress, like she's addressing these people, the American flag has been hijacked as code for a specific belief. God bless those believers. They can have it. Like the Confederate, it is tattered, dated, divisive, and incorrect. It no longer represents democracy and freedom. It no longer represents all of us. It is not fair to be forced to honor it. It's time for a new flag. And a part of me wishes the left would actually adopt this. Because, again, I think they would lose in such crushing numbers. It would be hilarious. As much as I railed against American nationalism, most Americans won't tolerate spitting on the U.S. flag. They just won't tolerate it. It doesn't really matter how invested you are in nationalism or not. They're just not going to tolerate that because that still is a symbol that, hey, you know, my grandfather fought on that flag. My father fought on that flag. I know somebody. What about the guys that stormed the beaches of Normandy? They fought under that flag. Were they all bad guys? Well, of course, the left would say they were. Some of them were secretly waving Confederate flags, you see. Those guys were all bad guys. You can't have that. What about the guys that went and fought in Vietnam because they were drafted? They're bad guys because they were doing imperialistic things. I mean, all those soldiers, they're all just bad guys, you see. You, you, can't, you can't have that. So it's time for a new flag. Incorrect? Let's look to the stars. This is the first. So it's time for a new flag. The next sentence. Incorrect? Incor- what incorrect? Wh- what do you mean? Incorrect? Wh- incorrect what? Incorrect Position? Yeah. Incorrect opinion? Certainly. Incorrect grammar? Absolutely. <laughs> incorrect? Yeah, it's incorrect, but that's not what she's talking about. Look, let's look to the stars. There were 50. There are 50. Where there should be 52. So here we have a political statement now. Well, I mean, we should have 52 states. Why? Why should there be 52 states? D.C. and Puerto Rico have been lobbying for statehood for decades. Both have been denied since statehood would allow each territory's elected official seats in the House. That's not the issue. The House is not the issue. It's the Senate. I don't know if she knows really what she's talking about here. That's, uh, that's clear throughout the entire piece. This is a mess. Uh, this is written by someone like they're in you know, eighth grade. It's a mess. Uh, but regardless, uh, incorrect. I mean, it's the Senate that people are talking about. And that's why the Democrats want them there, because they would get four senators. Oh, but saying that's racist. Assuming D.C. reps would be African-American and Puerto Rican reps would be Hispanic, the ultimate assumption is that these elected officials would be Democratic. That alone is racist. Well, um, do not these areas vote in crushing majorities for Democrats? And is D.C. not, I forget the racial makeup of the city, but it's like 95% black, I believe. Same thing with uh, you know uh, Puerto Rico. And you have Democrats primarily coming out of there. And it's not because of that. It's because of, that's the reality of these areas. They're going to be Democratic. But no, no. You see, by saying that, that's racist. It's an emotional charge, not intellectual. It's just you just fling it out there, splat it on the wall, and it's, it's racist to say these things. These people are so stupid they can't get out of their own way. On to the stripes. The Smithsonian documents that the white stripes represent purity and innocence. America is great. It is beautiful. Pure it ain't. It is broken and in pieces. Pure it ain't. 
So because the Smithsonian says this, you know, this is true, but uh, we can't we can't have that. So what if the stripes were off-white? What if there were 52 stars to include D.C. and Puerto Rico? What if the stars were the colors of all of us, your skin tone and mine, like the melanin scale? That's not, <laughs> that's not why the stars were put there, to represent white people. I mean, this is just so stupid. The blue square represents vigilance and perseverance, and the red stripes stand for valor. America is all of those things. So what if those elements on the flag remained? What, what if the flag looked like this? So she puts an image up of a gray stripes with all these different colored stars. Um, and that's supposed to be, you know, because, again, the, see, the star was for the state, not for people. But, see, this is the misinterpretation of American history. We don't have a union of people. We have a union of states. So each one represents states, but yet she's saying they represent people, but yet they also represent states. So what is the deal? I mean, she doesn't, she's confused. She doesn't even know what she's talking about. In 1959, 17-year-old Bob Heff designed the current flag for a school project when there were only 48 states. Hawaii and Alaska were up for statehood, and Bob had a hunch they'd get the nod. He created, crafted a new flag with 50 stars for, then, for the then future because things had changed. But that's not changing. That's adding two stars because that's what we'd always done. Every time you had a state, you had stars. Uh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But what you're talking about doing is wholesale changes to the flag. 62 years later, in 2021, we've changed, and it's time for a reset, a transformation, one that represents all states and all of us. That's the piece. That's the piece. That's the whole piece here in Market Watch from Macy Gray. It's a load of junk. It can't, I mean, you can't even get through this thing. It's so badly written, but not just that. It's based on some type of weird reality. You know, these people don't live in reality. They live in the, their own made-up world. And because of that, we have stuff like this. But again, the history of the flag, particularly of changing the flag, and of course the left's use of the flag. The left, African Americans in America, black Americans, have been proponents of this flag for a long time. This is the point of Nicole Hannah-Jones, the 1619 Project. Hey, we've been more pro-flag than anybody else. Now we got to change the flag because the flag is just Trump supporters because the flag is the new Confederate flag. So, so what they're trying to do is change the language, change the narrative to say it's this, it's this, it's bad, the Confederate flag is bad, the U.S. flag is now bad, we need a new flag. Remember... I said they'd come for everything. They're going to come for the Constitution. That document's written by slaveholders. They're going to come for the Declaration. That document's written by slaveholders. They're going to come for the U.S. flag because Betsy Ross was racist. Because uh, the U.S. flag doesn't... I mean, Colin Kaepernick already did that. They're going to come for George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, George Mason, all of it. And the conservatives are partaking in this by saying, well, some statues are okay to be taken down, but... Not all of them. We got to keep George Washington. I know he was a slave owner, he's a, but he wasn't a traitor. But he was the British, but that was okay because it was for us. And he was a slave owner, but he and he went to get runaway slaves, but he was still a good guy because he formed the... So they create all these little exceptions to everything. The left doesn't care. U.S. flag, racist, bad. Imperialist, bad. Has to go. George Washington, racist, uh, you know, slave owner, white guy, bad. Has to go. I mean, they don't care. They don't, they don't get into the nuance. It just has to go. So the response to all this, to Macy Gray, should be, no, shut up. No, shut up. 
To those that want to take down George Washington, no, shut up. To those who want to take down Confederate monuments, no, shut up. That's the conservative response. That's what it should be. And if you want to add something else, okay, great. Let's make it accurate, though. I talked about, let's, let's make Emancipation Day accurate about when we should celebrate it. But see, then the left, as I mentioned beginning week, they've worked themselves into a corner that they really can't get out of because they said the 13th Amendment really didn't end slavery. So if you celebrate the 13th Amendment, then you're saying it ended slavery, but it really didn't end slavery. So we're going to celebrate Juneteenth because that was an event that uh, in Texas, slaves were told they were free, but they but it, slaves weren't really free everywhere else. So we have to work around that by saying, well, but I mean, it could be symbolic of that. See, the left can't get around all their own stupidity. They have to, I mean, they have to do all these things. Well, the U.S. flag represents this, but it really doesn't. So we need states and then we don't have states. And then we, this is just all nonsense. And I wish Americans, and I think most Americans are starting to wake up to this stuff. This is just all stupid. It's clown world. It's stupidity and it needs to go away. So, that's how I'm going to end the week. We had a nice week discussion of clown world, woke stupidity, pointing out that the left is going to do all these things, and they're just going to be the left, and real Americans, and I know that they're out there, should just tell them, no, shut up. I'll see you next week on the Brian McClanahan Show. If you want to get me for a fifth day, head on over to abbevilleinstitute.org. Get my podcast there for all things Southern I talk about what we did at that nonprofit organization for the week. That's also a great website for pro-Southern stuff if you're looking for that. But abbevilleinstitute.org, we publish that podcast, a podcast, I should say, every uh, Saturday. So you can get me, or actually it comes out on Friday, but get it on the website on Saturday. If you get their app, you can get it on uh, Saturday. If you get it on SoundCloud, you get it on Friday, typically. All right, I'll see you next week on The Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.